advantage of the day. Okay. When you get an opportunity in this game, you make a play. Yeah. Playmakers on three. One, two, three. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs are right in the thick of it, baby. Welcome to this episode of Defending the Kingdom. Mitch Holter's Voice of the Chiefs with you, along with the man we call the shop, the barber shop, the barber, the Spider-Man, Sean Barber, 10-year National Football League veteran. In this episode, we have, we're entitling Check the Box, Dominate the Division. It's Raiders Week, baby. I remind her that those cool headphones that you see Sean wearing, and oh yeah, I've got a pair too, are these Bose 700 headphones. Like no other headphones I've ever had. It's not even close. Uh, you can go to Bose.com and check it out. We're getting close to the holidays. What a great gift idea. I've actually seen them at some retailers too. Uh, 11 levels of noise cancellation. Whether you're listening at low volumes or really want to turn it up, turn it up. Your music sounds as just as it should. All right, Barbershop. It is Raiders week. Last week when we talked about the two Hall of Fame head coaches who met on Monday night, Uh, We talked about how they dominate their divisions. Andy won the NFC East eight times in 14 years in Philadelphia. He is working on a fifth consecutive championship in the AFC West in 2020. Chiefs have never done it. You think about half a decade of winning the division, it becomes impressive. So you check the little box uh, when you fill out those online uh, applications. You go, what? Not all the fields are figured out. They're not all, oh no, it's a little box at the bottom. Check that box, and that means dominate the division. Let's just put it this way with this Raiders week. If the Chiefs beat the Raiders Sunday at noon, Kansas City, five weeks into the season, will have a three game lead on everybody else in the division. Only one team can even have that possibility, and that would be the Buffalo Bills. What about checking the box shop and dominating the division and beating the Raiders? Every season starts the same way. A coach putting together a priority list. What do we need to do? Come to training camp, build a team, fortify the offense, build uh, depth in the receiver core, uh, make sure Pat is still evolving, make sure the running game, the passing game, make sure this is the second year of Coach Spag's defense, Um, special teams, make sure they are still uh, persisting, develop the punting game. So those are the checklists going into the year. But when you talk about game by game, week by week, we talk about checking the boxes. And when you look at the season as a whole, the thing you know you're going to face is you're going to face your divisional foes twice a year. And when you talk about checking the the box, you want to make sure you take care of business against your division. If Andy beats uh, the Raiders this week, beats his old buddy John Gruden this week, he'll be 13 and he'll be 13 and two against the Raiders and the Chiefs will go to 29 and three against the AFC West in the last 32 games that uh, obviously cannot be ignored. I want to ask you, cause I've, I love talking to former players of the chiefs about the chiefs Raiders uh, rivalry, <laughs> excuse me. And the fact that it is Raiders week and looking back at your time as a chief and what Raiders week meant to you. Well, Raiders week was something that was very monumental. It was, it was a culmination of a story franchise rivalry. It's kind of like the Hatfields versus the McCoys, um, two franchises hated each other. Not many players going from one organization to the other. Just once you wear the Chiefs um, colors, you just didn't feel right in the black and white, right? The silver and black anymore. And I think the same thing felt for Raiders player. Once you went to Oakland or was part of L.A. or whatever, uh, the numerous amount of cities the Raiders have been in now, the Vegas Raiders, and wore that silver and black, 
it was almost just a, uh, it's kind of like when you when you eat aluminum, you get that, <laughs> that, that metallic taste in your mouth. Putting on a, a, a Chiefs uniform after wearing the Raiders uniform, it, it, it just gave you a, 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 a metallic taste, something that just didn't sit right in your mouth, your stomach, your mind. It just didn't feel right. And it became because every time we played those guys, we knew throw the records out the door. It didn't matter if it was the first-ranked offense versus their 30th-ranked defense. It was going to come down to the fourth quarter, a one-score game, and who was going to make the mistake, who was going to make the play. We knew that every game, the weather games and the sacks and the big plays, the interceptions, the late turnovers, every game came down to who was going to execute in the fourth quarter. And when I was here with Kansas City, it was the Chiefs. 3-0 and versus the Raiders, I think. You got a photo, uh, Rich Gannon. I, I love Rich. Great dude. Great broadcaster. Now, if he, there it is. There it is. Woo! That's some nasty there. You sack Rich Gannon twice. Was that it for Rich when you hit him? He just got the Super Bowl the year before with the Raiders. Oh my goodness, that's for real. Um, was, had the opportunity to come off a of blitz. They called a. Uh, I think we called a saw blitz. Sam and Will coming off the edges. Uh, me and Fajita both went up to the line of scrimmage. He checked the possession, uh, the protection actually to a max protection, which meant the tight end was supposed to stay in. The back was going to pick up Vegeta. Well, that tight end didn't get the check. And Ooh. so that tight end released. I came off that right edge, um, kind of put my face mask right into that shoulder socket, drove him into the ground, um, fumbled. They recovered it, I think. But that was one of two sacks on the day for me for that game. Um, also, always love to have your best games against your rivalries because you knew you was going to see those guys again. And I wanted to, I wanted to play my best against the best. Um, but I think that was Rich Gannon's last pass attempt. He rehabbed his shoulder, um, got ready for the next season. But I think early in the preseason, he went ahead and retired. So that was, you know, Rich Gannon, I think, uh, set a record for most completions in the game. I think he went like 21 of 21 in the game um, um, that, that that year they went to the Super Bowl. Uh, but has a story. I mean, he's a storied, legendary quarterback. Um, great, um, great guy. But, uh, hey, when, when you're wearing the other colors, man, in his, in his Raider week, Everybody makes you see red, man. I think I was like a, a bull in a china shop. I just wanted to get to him as fast as possible and put him down for the count. Have you talked to Rich about that since then? <laughs> well, you know, he's doing all the national media and yeah. stuff. So I've I, I passed by him um, in some different meeting rooms, and I think he's still kind of – he gets that he gets that <laughs> little fear of flight. You know, he looks at me and kind of gives me a little secondary look like, man, are you that guy? And I'm like, yeah, I'm that guy. Yeah, wow. that's me, bro. Uh, so we have a good time with that, but man, you know, never wanted to, uh, hang my hat on, um, ending anybody's career. Um, right. we're foes and enemies on the field, but everybody understands this is the livelihood. This is how you take care of your family. So I always wanted to see guys return to the field, just not that game. Um, and unfortunately that was, uh, one of the last plays of his story, uh, career. Yeah. Shop. I remember Rich being in a chapel before anybody showed up in 97. That's when they decided not to make him be the starting quarterback. If he's quarterback in the chiefs in 97, history might've been very different. Okay. That being said, let's jump into check the box. And that is dominate your division. Andy Reid has done that now since really the beginning of 2015 mm -hmm. and trying to do that again. Again, if the chiefs win this game, they will be five and Oh, everybody else in the division at the best will be two and three under that scenario. I'm going to start now because we live in the current world of this Chiefs and Raiders rivalry. This is a quote from Mike Mayock, general manager of the Raiders, and we know is highly respected. He was on NFL Network. He's been a scout, a talent evaluator, personnel man. 
But his quote is this. This is his quote. This isn't something coming out of you or me or somebody from the Chiefs' kingdom. This is Mike Mayock of the Raiders. The entire world is chasing the Chiefs, he said, but we're just in the same division with them. They keep getting faster and more dynamic. Now, to give Mike Mayock credit, when I look at this and studying the Raider roster, I do see a faster, more athletic team. I think Mike and Gruden are working very hard to create more talent and more speed on this roster. But when he says that the whole world's chasing the Chiefs and we're in the same division with them, then it makes it pretty clear of what we're trying to say on this Defending the Kingdom episode. And, and what I envision when I hear a guy say the world is chasing the Chiefs, I see a dog chasing his tail. Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, running himself ragged, trying to think he's getting somewhere and ain't getting anywhere. If you do not have Pat Mahomes leading your offense, you can't chase what the Chiefs have. It's it's a it's it's a it's a it's too lofty a goal to try to achieve. You might as well try to find a way to maximize what you have in your team and your strengths. Uh, maximize your strengths. Obviously, acknowledge your weaknesses. But when you play against Pat Mahomes, everybody thinks you have to go draft DBs, right? You know, you know you're going to need five, six DBs. And so they gone out and got a guy from Ohio State, the Arnett kid. He was a very highly uh, touted. Um, but I, I do think the Raiders reached a little bit. I don't on my draft board, he wasn't the next one, and they reached a little bit for him. And I don't know if they got the return um, on their deposit <laughs> that they expected off this young man. I think he he talks a great game. He has a uh, he's a he's a he's a uber competitive guy. But as far as his technique and his dedication to playing the defense the way you need to play against Pat Mahomes, you have to be detailed orientated. And I think this young man, he's he's very athletic. But he, I think he gets a little bit, when I say you put your head about your skis, he gets a little bit leaning too forward, and then he tumbles. And so I think he's a, a prime candidate for one of these McCole Hartman or Tyreek Hill double moves. The other guy they took was Amik Robertson, who was credited or at least targeted going to the Chiefs. The Chiefs took Legereus Sneed, his teammate from Louisiana Tech. But the other area where I want to ask you about and while we're on this, on this episode of Defending the Kingdom, and that is – Check the box, meaning win your division. In the case of Andy Reid, dominate your division, and it's Raiders Week, baby. The linebacker core, they made a very strong effort, did Mike Mayock and John Gruden, to increase the speed and coverage ability of their linebackers. They drafted DBs, but they got free agent linebackers. Two guys here. Littleton, who was a stud with the Rams, who bothered the Chiefs in that Monday night football game a couple years ago in that 54-51 game against the Rams, one, two. And Nick Kwiatkowski, who was with the Bears last year, played against the Chiefs as a Chicago Bear. That was a move by Mayock in the second level of the defense to try to be more of a coverage in there, particularly with Travis Kelsey. Yeah, but, I, you know, I see the moves they made. It's almost like two steps forward to make one step back. You know what I'm saying? So two steps forward, they got these two linebackers, Littleton and the guy from the Bears, but they took a big step back because they lost Whitehead. To hear Whitehead was one of the most um, – I think he was one of the most fierce competitors. He was a guy that in our division, everybody had to know where this guy was because he was a playmaker. He could rush a tackle, tackle in space. Um, he was he was just a fierce competitor, and they obviously had to lose out on him in order to acquire these two other pieces. And I think they're doing well. You know, the, the overall the defense um, it's kind of very similar to that Cincinnati Bengals defense from 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 uh, because Gunther came from there, right? Uh, so he brought that Cincinnati defense. It's a very aggressive, um, a lot of man, um, um, a lot of blitz packages. 
But again, I think that's what kind of falls into Pat Mahomes' lap. He loves the pressure. He loves an opportunity to make you pay for bringing too many guys and leaving his guys one-on-one. He can acknowledge and observe and recognize where's the weakness in the defense, what's the one-on-one I want to attack, and then we have the the receivers to make you pay, not with a first down, but with a touchdown. We have seen – uh, that that's it, you know, and Gunther's approach is much like the Ravens' approach, right? It is. Um, and when you look at the three where it's not been super high productive offense, but still winning, uh, with his last game, and we know Belichick does a thousand different things, but still yeah. some zone man combo, and that safety's at 30 yards, dude, bailing out to like 40. When I watched the video, I was like, where is he going? Um, because they were they were not going to get beat deep in that game. Uh, then he still got beat deep at that second to third level. But then you look at what the Chargers did um, in that week two game, and it was like the 49ers and what they tried to do uh, in Super Bowl 54. So the question is, uh, before we leave this part of this game and trying to dominate these guys and get another win over them and uh, for Andy to go 13-2 and two against the Raiders, they're up front, guys, I'm impressed with, though. Now, Maurice Hurst has tested positive for the COVID-19. He's on the COVID-19 list. And I really like him. I mean, he's got a high-energy guy, but you got Mad Max Crosby, 10 sacks a year ago. They get Carl Nassib, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Mm-hmm. But I do think up front they can bring some pressure. Man, Mad Max is kind of a reincarnation of our own Jared Allen. You talk yeah. about what Jared Allen brings to the field, that uh, a rodeo cowboy tenacity, that energy, that excitement. Um, obviously love playing off the energy of the fans. Mad Max is that same guy. He's, he's always coming, has great body length. He's so tall, gets his hands on balls. He's a guy you have to account for with probably a chip or a double team, a tight end delay, something to keep him that initial rush from getting on Pat and getting in his, in his way. But beyond that, I think you're right. Um, having the COVID guy go down, that's going to really soften up the interior of their defensive line, and it might open up just enough space but Clyde Allaire to create some vertical scenes in our rushing game. And if we can run the ball, then that just opens up the passing game. So um, the, the philosophy on offense is either you pass the ball to open up the run game or you run the ball to open up the pass game. I think with the Raiders, because they're not overly dominant in any one level, we can pretty much do whatever we want on a consistent level. And as long as Pat doesn't get too greedy, too, um, um, take too many chances, take what the defense is giving them, and then in the red zone, go back to that running game and really pound it inside where we know they're soft. The underbelly of the beast has got soft, and we got to be ready to attack it. Yeah, the things I'm going to watch in this game in that regard are can we block a four-man front and run the ball like Houston? Uh, Because you're going to, you know, we'll see what they do, but we've seen a lot of four-man fronts here. And then to protect against the Gunther blitz schemes. But then also, if they just rush three, there's times that three guys have got to us. And so we got to block the three or four man fronts uh, in this game. All right, let's flip it over to the other side. And you said, I love it when you spray out the uh, shop wisdom, right? It's like <laughs> sitting in the barbershop when you're hearing, it's that scene in the old movie barbershop. I love it. Who's the older guy sitting in the chair and he's just like full of wisdom and oh, yeah. everybody's listening to him. I love that movie, by the way. Uh, but the wisdom you're giving me here is, all right, the Raiders can go try to draft and get free agents to try to deal with Patrick Mahomes try to be like Patrick Mahomes or do what you do and try to do it as, at the highest level. And on the offensive side, we're going to start here with Derek Carr. Yes. When I look at Derek Carr, now we've got GDC and we got B, 
DC. That is good Derek Carr, bad Derek Carr. The good Derek Carr is his completion percentage in four games, brother. Mm -hmm. Listen to this, 73, 75, 74, and 73. He was second in the league last year in completion percentage. That's good Derek Carr. Eight touchdowns, no picks. Good Derek Carr. Bad Derek Carr, three lost fumbles in the fourth quarter. Three. There have been four games. I mean, those are killers. Those are like a Phillip Rivers turnover in the fourth quarter. Yeah, you know, and it's one of his. It, it's just not being aware of the moment, right? It's it's like a, a it's like an orchestra, and the tempo builds, 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 and and at the end of the the, the performance is a great emotional crescendo, and everybody. He doesn't have that. He doesn't know how to 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 live in the moment and understand the scenario and realize late in the game when you're ahead, teams are going to slap at the ball. Uh, a turnover is worse than a sack at some point. So you got to be two hands on the ball the entire time, be able to move in the pocket, but create ball security. He loses focus of who's around him. So the Frank Clarks, the uh, um, um, our, 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 all of our guys that will be able to pass the rusher, um, uh, um, rush the passer, when they're around him in his area, it seems like he's just not aware that, that the ball could be knocked out. He's almost surprised that somebody even hits the ball. And for a quarterback that is as seasoned as he is, I mean, back to 2017, 18, he had that one year where late in the season, going into about week 15 or 16, he was in the MVP race yep. and then got injured. 16. And ever since then, it's been like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. You just don't know which Derek Carr has got off the bus. And if it's a good one, you got to play sound, you got to cover your people because he's been able to. To, to, to feed the tight end, feed the running backs. He's been able to move the ball down the field, and he's mobile enough to make you uh, make you pay if you um, aren't, aren't really uh, dedicated and disciplined in your rush lanes. So he has all the skills and ability, but when it comes to the mindset, the mental part of the game, of being able to just live in the moment, rise to the occasion, and make that big play, that's where he has failed over and over again. And I think come Sunday – Again, when it comes to Derek Carr rising to the occasion, trying to knock the Chiefs off of their undefeated season, again, I think our defense with Coach Spags um, putting together a great game plan will be very tough for Derek Carr and the Raiders to um, reach the end zone. Good Derek Carr, 144 pass attempts without an interception. So, again, he is uh, on a pretty good streak there. The big plays, too. Everybody's waiting for the big plays. Uh, Waller's an interesting guy at tight end. Although New England kind of took him out of the game. The other guy, we'll close on this one, is Josh Jacobs. He's a Raider, but I like his game. Kid grew up in Tulsa, was under-recruited, then Alabama swooped him in late. This dude's for real, 5'10", 220. We saw him last year Mm -hmm. in the game out there uh, have a real effect on the game. So this goes back to your wisdom barbershop point of, okay, how can we beat Kansas City? And to me, it's Josh Jacobs. What I saw them do to Buffalo when I was watching that game they made Buffalo go small, three wide. We know the receivers they've got in, in Ruggs, the kid out of Alabama, good rookie, uh, if he's healthy. But they make you go small. So they're, they're going to reduce you, go to DBs, and then run him. Mm-hmm. What about if they make you go small and run Josh Jacobs of keeping him from wrecking the party? Like you said, they go to a different personnel packages by putting uh, Renfro out there, Edwards out there. Um, they have some young receivers they're going to give try to go four wide to make you go to your dime and nickel package. And then they compress the formation and then go uh, crack toss or go draw or run all verticals and then hit a check down and try to get Josh Jacobs one-on-one in space with your linebackers. So they do a great job of trying to create the mismatches 
that favor their offense, which is Josh Jacobs kind of against the world. And then whenever they feel like you're in man defense and it's, and it's true one-on-one with uh, their tight end, he is he's effective enough to always be open in one-on-one because he's, he's got that tall basketball body, that great range of uh, catch radius, and he's been one of these uber-athletic after the run. I've seen him pull away from linebackers um, early against the Saints when he was matched up with the linebackers. Um, but the Saints, when I go back to that game, that was one of the games I was rarely interested because it was a Monday night game, um, two undefeated teams. I thought the Saints was for real. I, I, I didn't know about the Raiders. But it was like the Saints went with the same two defenses calls almost entire game. Straight man trying to pressure Derek Carr and allowed um, a Walker and allowed Josh Jacobs just to have a field day on the, the run game, screen game, and then the crossing routes with the tight end because no, no, the safeties and the linebackers couldn't keep up with them. So being able to keep your eyes on those guys, playing a nice zone, keeping everybody in front of you, our front four, because we're eight deep and we can keep shuffling the guys in, keep shuffling the guys in, having a fresh four come after the pass rusher, a fresh four on our run blitzes and our run schemes, I think our defense has really turned the corner as far as what the – expectation of this defense is it's no longer aiming for top 10 i think we know that we have the talent the scheme and the ability to be a top three defense in this league that's yardage that's points whatever whatever statistic you want to you want to use turnovers we are just scratching scratching the surface of how really good this defense can be with coach spagnola's philosophy the skill level and the way these guys have come together, they've come together like a family on defense. And it's no more the little brother mentality of this high vaulted offense that we expect defenses, um, uh, other teams' offenses to put up 30 points. And now Pat has to outscore them in the shootout every game. No, no, no. We're looking at keeping guys under 14 points. 14 points is the new target here, the new standard of excellence for this defense. To your point, and Matt Statt McMullen put this one out. Since in this winning streak, 13 straight, which is the longest counting the playoffs in Chiefs history, the defense is allowing a league best 16.5 points a game, league best, and they've got 21 turnovers uh, gained. So there's your point with this defense. And people are starting to rethink about Kansas City going, ooh, they got more than just Patrick Mahomes here. All right, it's Raiders week. Check the box, man. Keep dominating the division. Plus, wear your mask. That's right, Watch your man. distance. Wash your hands. Let's just let's keep these COVID deals breaking right around the league. I got got me nervous, man. Come on, let's go. Let's do this. Uh, the three W's. But uh, let's do this shop. It's Raider Week. Check the box. Keep dominating the Raiders. Hey, if you see me out and about a town, just come to me and say, hey, Barbershop, what week is it? And you hear me say, it's Raider Week, man. I'm excited. <laughs> I'll be around town. Find me around. Hey, Chiefs Nation, find me around town so you can come talk to me about it's red as we are. <laughs> Thanks to the folks at Bose. These 700 headphones are awesome. Uh, great for your holiday shopping list. He's the man we call the shop, the barber shop, uh, the Spider-Man. Find him around. And he'll tell you what week it is. I'm Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs. It's Raiders week. Let's run it back.